Welcome to Listen by Jean Ginsberg. This audio experience and podcast is all about social media, digital marketing, entrepreneurship, and interviews with top entrepreneurs in the digital and social space. I'm your host, Jean Ginsberg, digital marketing expert, number one best-selling author, and award-winning entrepreneur. I will be sharing with you strategies, tips, and tactics on how to grow your business and your social media following. Thanks for listening. This episode of Listen by Gene Ginsberg is part of the Colorado Tech Startup Series. In this series, we showcase leaders of tech companies in Colorado, everything from apps, analytics, cannabis, and software, and SaaS companies to show the amazing talent that's going on in tech companies in the state of Colorado. Please enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. Gene Ginsberg here. Um, Today, we have a very special guest, Brad Weber with Inspiring Apps. How's it going, Brad? Terrific, thank you. Well, welcome to the show. This is the Colorado Tech Startup Podcast, where we interview Colorado tech leaders, and we learn all about what they're up to, what's going on, because there's so much opportunity and just so many tech companies um, popping up in Colorado, So, and we love learning what's, uh, you know, what's happening these days. So tell us a little bit more about your company. Sure. So... I founded the, the organization about 12 years ago. Uh, if I go back a bit further than that, I got my start in the Colorado area working for one of the big six consulting agencies. Stayed there for a few years and found that as someone who likes to create and build things that people use, I got a little frustrated when we weren't actually completing projects. So started a, a company prior to Inspiring Apps where I served just as an independent developer for about 12 years and then had a desire to build a team where we could tackle bigger challenges. Uh, so did so uh, with Inspiring Apps. We've now grown to 25 people spread between our office in Boulder, Colorado and Austin, Texas and uh, serve startup companies as well as large enterprises in uh, those markets in around the country. Awesome. And is it just apps like like mobile apps or other apps? We build uh, web apps, mobile apps, and uh, enterprise solutions as well. Okay, so everything across the board. Right. Gotcha. And it sounds like you work with a lot of startups as well. Being a startup yourself, you work with startups. Is that? We do. Yes. Um, and what kinds of industries are all across the board in terms of verticals? It's across the board. So when we work with a startup, we're typically building the product that they're going to grow a company around. Mm -hmm. And we've done that for startups related to music, publishing, medical, retail, mm -hmm. uh, hardware integrated solutions. It's been a wide variety, which makes it a lot of fun for us. As yeah, well. that is. That is, you get to experience all kinds of industries out there. Um, and yeah, that's, that's very exciting. So it sounds like your background is in the tech space, right? You said you were a developer also as well? Right. Okay. So my, my school studies were in business, okay. but all of my professional activities have been development related for the last 25 plus years. And so you started off as a developer yourself and then, and then moved into, into creating, okay, gotcha. Right. So, so you have a technical background, it sounds like, which I guess is very helpful for what you're doing now, right? right. <laughs> I do still enjoy coding and staying on top of the, the technology myself as well. Right, and how has that changed? I mean, I'm sure that's changing a lot. I mean, I know in the digital space and the digital marketing space and social media space, it changes all the time. How is that changing for your industry? Tremendously. Okay. So when 25 years ago, I was building web and desktop applications, 
uh, now very few people ask for desktop applications anymore. Right. Uh, it's almost exclusively web and mobile at this point. The tools that we use have gotten more sophisticated. The things that we can do with the technology, you know, integrating with hardware, uh, for instance, is has really opened up a lot of exciting opportunities for us over the years. Very cool. And so what do you think is going to be happening in the near future? I mean, or I guess in the next, like, I don't know, five or 10 years, do you think that like there's going to be web apps that build web apps? <laughs> uh, I doubt it. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, okay. I think uh, tools have gotten more approachable as well. So there are a lot of companies that are working to help people learn to code and uh, the people who know how to code to be able to do even more with the skills that they have. I think that'll continue, but I don't see a time when software is going to be writing itself anytime soon. Really? Okay. So there's still, there's still a need for professionals who understand how to architect solutions and, and build uh, at, at least larger systems right. uh, that uh, are valuable to many of our customers. Okay. So not anytime in the near future. Maybe, maybe like not 10, that I see. 10 years from now yeah. or something like that. Maybe <laughs> like somewhere. Okay. No, that's fair enough. It's always interesting to, you know, for someone who's an expert in a specific field and you know sees the day to day, like where they see uh, that's actually one of my questions, you know, predictions for the industry. But that's down the line. We'll we'll ask that question <laughs> at the end. Um, and so uh, it sounds like you're, you know, your your company's growing. So here are some of your recent wins um, from inspiring apps. 2019 was great for us. We uh, grew our team more in Austin. We uh, grew our business in Austin as well with our, our clientele there. Uh, we shipped a new version of our website, which is quite an undertaking. Kind of a classic cobbler's kids, no shoes kind right. of challenge. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so it, it was great. We shipped a lot of, of uh, valuable apps in, in both of those markets. Okay, and and so you know, Boulder was the first office to open up here, right? And then Correct. and then you guys open up in Austin. Office just because you saw there's a big opportunity also for tech companies in Austin. Is that the, kind of the reasoning behind it? That's true. There are a lot of similarities between the cities, uh, both Boulder and Austin themselves, and the fact that they're in close proximity to other large metropolitan areas right. uh, is helpful as well. You know, Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, uh, in Texas, and then here, of course, Denver and really all the front range right. um, and both have a, a heavy tech focus. Uh, it's a good pool for talent uh, with universities in both of those cities as well. So it's served us well. That's great. That's great to hear. So, um, so we talked a little bit about when sounds like 2019 was a great year for you guys. So what about some of the challenges that you're seeing and, you know, not necessarily in your, in your business, but maybe in the industry, like we're, where do you think some of the, or what are the, I guess, the challenges that you're coming up against when it comes to the clients that you're working with? Uh, well, I, I think one of the challenges that we face is probably common in the industry, which is finding staff. <laughs> okay, uh, that's always, that's true. That's probably a very big challenge. Qualified team members. And uh, it's exciting to see some of the big companies coming into uh, both of the markets where we have offices, uh, promises to, to bring new talent uh, with it as well. Um, but yeah, I would say finding, finding people uh, who are qualified to do the work, um, ideally on day one, uh, we tend to bring in only experienced employees mm -hmm. and um, look for people who can stay for a long time and make a career of, of inspiring apps. Gotcha. And what are some of the initiatives you mentioned with, uh, I guess it sounds like 
Boulder and Austin are having some sort of initiatives for creating um, programs for, for software developers or for learning or like teaching how to do software? Is that what you were, what you were talking about earlier? Yeah, not unique to those cities, but there's, there's definitely a trend across the country with coding schools right. and uh, countless online options if you're looking for a career change and want to come up to speed. So that's what I was referring to, okay. you know, trying to get more people into the market. And we love that trend, um, but it needs more time to mature um, before I think the developers that are coming from those programs are ready to tackle some of the, some of the big industry challenges. Um, but it's great to have more, more talent coming into the pool. So you're saying there's more talent coming into the pool, but still not enough talent for what it is that you and, and the other companies in your industry are seeing, right? That's what I'm finding. Okay. There's plenty more work to do than there is people to do it. And do you ever outsource to like uh, other countries, like let's say India or something like that? We don't. I okay. know that, that others do, but all of our work happens domestically. Mm -hmm. We've found that there's value in uh, being able to meet face-to-face, -to, -face, to be on schedules that are similar to our clients. And so that has not been something that we've taken advantage of yet. And how are you getting around this challenge of finding new talent? Um, are, are there anything that you guys are doing specifically to get around this? Uh, being patient is one. Okay. <laughs> All right. I like it. Yeah. So we, we don't work with recruiters. Okay. So the way that we uh, address the challenge is really to look for ways to share the things that our current employees love about working at Inspiring Apps, uh, mm -hmm. whether it be you know, social media or events, uh, just personal interactions. Uh, people at Inspiring Apps really like the autonomy that they have, the flexibility, the challenges of the projects that they get to work on and the mm -hmm. quality of the people that they're working with. So just trying to get that word out uh, helps us in our, our recruiting efforts, uh, our hiring efforts, I should say. That's fantastic. Do you ever work with like a Galvanize or some other um, platforms like that? We have not. Okay. No. All right. I know there's a lot of coding schools like Galvanize and right. there's a few other ones, I guess, in Denver, Boulder area that, that I guess you can go with for like a boot camp right for like 10 weeks and become a software developer. That's right. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> Um, well, that's great. Maybe something to look into. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, you know, someone who does social media and digital marketing, and that's what we, um, you know, I'm very passionate about that. How are you using social media for your business? I, I checked out some of your social media platforms and it looks like your guys are posting uh, all the time, which is great. You are posting content. So are you um, in the know about what you guys are up to with social media? <laughs> I have a great team who works on that. Okay. So we have a marketing director and uh, designers who take the lead on, on that. Um, many of the solutions that we build, whether it's web apps or mobile apps, will enable social media capabilities for our clients or for the end users. Mm -hmm. uh, at Inspiring Apps, we're going through a, a change now to improve our, our presence. Uh, historically, we've been delivering the same message to all of our channels, but recognize that we really have multiple audiences to talk to. One would be prospective and current clients, and the other would be prospective employees. Right. And so one of the things that we're focusing on for this year is to separate those so that they're not getting the same messages in, in all channels at the same time. Um, so we're finding that Instagram is probably a better way to communicate with prospective employees, whereas 
prospective and current clients um, might be a better fit for LinkedIn or Facebook or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, you know, it's actually interesting because I do have heard that quite a bit where Instagram is more used for finding talent and then places like LinkedIn, which, you know, I guess probably is more of a sense of finding clients and that, or at least putting that message out there. So that's great. You guys are kind of separating your messages now. And um, because, and yes, I totally agree with that because different platforms have, you know, they're, they, they're different ecosystems and they have, um, you know, different types of people who are on them, but also different types of content. So, you know, creating one, one size does not fit all when it comes to social media. So that's great that you guys are, you know, separating your, um, messaging now. So, um, so what are some of the new initiatives or projects that you're working on and inspiring? Uh, let's see. So we, we continue to be energized by the startups that we work with and uh, have a number of those that we're, we're helping now to bring new products to market. Mm -hmm. uh, but we also serve large organizations and that's probably been the the more significant trend for us lately is to work with large enterprises. Um, we've built apps for Google and Gulfstream and SmartWool and many others uh, in the area and across the country. And what I see is more of that uh, being able to work with uh, big teams and big enterprises to help them either build products for their consumers or to, to help make their operations more efficient. And, um, I see more of that and those companies tend to have different requirements. Um, and so we're focusing efforts on uh, documenting more about our processes and security capabilities uh, that tend to come up in conversations with enterprise that perhaps are, are not part of the, the initial concerns of, of our startup customers. So uh, that'll, that'll consume a fair amount of our time in 2019 is to, um, be putting that documentation together. Right, yeah, because when you engage with much bigger clients, you have bigger challenges, right? Correct. Um, you know, things like secure cybersecurity and, yes. and whatnot. Any other challenges that that you find with when working with enterprise level companies? Uh, Process, <laughs> timing. Yes. <laughs> yes, so one of the things I, did, I didn't love about working at the, the big six agency that I was with long ago is that it felt very, very process heavy. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes to the point where you were, you were focused more on process than you were on actually getting work done. That's definitely improved. And I see that it's improved with our clients that we work with as well. But there's definitely more process and more friction uh, working on large projects with large organizations. And uh, so that's a challenge to help them innovate, move quickly mm -hmm. in the ways that we, we do when we're working with smaller companies. Right. This podcast is brought to you by the Digital Marketing Method Monthly Group Coaching Program, your methodology for growing your business and your social media following. Join me and my group of supportive entrepreneurs and learn how you can grow your business and your social media following, where we cover topics such as Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, email marketing, and so much more. Go to dmgroup.online, dmgroup.online. Um, and how are you finding these large enterprise companies? Is it just through referrals? Um, is it through just because you've been around for so long? That's definitely helped, okay. yes. Uh, Great. Personal network over 25 years has, uh, has helped a lot, but we've, we've worked on hundreds of projects 
over the even just the 12 years that Inspiring Apps has been mm -hmm. around. And so uh, helping many clients uh, that are kind enough to talk to people they know and make recommendations has really helped fuel the business. Right. Okay, that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess that's how a lot of a lot of this growth probably from a lot of companies are. You know, you work with a few people, and then they recommend you, and then it gets bigger, and then it gets bigger, and then you start working with a Google or a, or a, you know one of the bigger companies out there, which of course you know is great, but then also has its challenges too. Right. right? Yeah. It takes time for sure. I had a friend who said about his business that it took him 10 years to become an overnight sensation. You know what? <laughs> I, I, I see that. I'm seeing that all the time. This 10 year thing seems to be, I'm serious. Like it seems to be coming up all the time. Like, there was something magical about that. Yeah. But it's just that it, it takes about 10 years to really, you know, from beginning to kind of when you, when the business becomes more not, I guess, more out there and, you know, people are more aware of it, it really it takes about 10 years to get to that point. So uh, have you experienced that? I mean, you said it sounds like you've been around for 12 years now. So have you, can you just like any sort of turning point at the 10 year mark? Yes. Not just one event, but if I look back on it now, I can see a significant difference between the first 10 years and the last two. Really? For sure. Is it yes. just been like, would you say you have more? You had more business in the last two years than you had in the first ten. <laughs> uh, not quite. Not, not that no, exponential. Not, not that exponential. Okay. But but it's been it's been good, and it's I would say that that's due to a variety of things. So we, we made a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes certainly in the first ten years. Uh, I like to think I make fewer now, uh, which helps. And uh, we've had, we've had a great team to help us through that time as well. I know that our industry is probably known for a lot of turnover and job hopping, but Inspiring Apps has been uh, has benefited from a team that really enjoys working there and stays for a long time. Mm -hmm. So this year, uh, if I were to forecast wins, <laughs> we are on schedule to have uh, five of our team members will have been with Inspiring Apps for 10 years. That's uh, crazy. This year. And we have another six who've been there for five or more years. So almost half of our team has been together for five years or more. And there's definitely a benefit to working together for that long right. to get to know one another's strengths and weaknesses and, and so forth. And so I think that that has led to some of the, the uh, ease of operating over the last couple of years that we, we didn't experience early on. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's, that's interesting to, you know, to hear that the kind of the evolution of, of your business. And I mean, yeah, I think we all you know, make mistakes as entrepreneurs as we get started. <laughs> I think that's, I mean, it's inevitable, I think, sure. <laughs> uh, well, and, you know, especially if it's the first time we're, we're starting a business. So it's, uh, it takes absolutely some knowledge and experience to get it to that point. Um, and speaking of evolving, and I know you mentioned a little bit about that. So how has, uh, I guess, your clients' challenges evolved in the sense like their needs? So it sounds like in the beginning, they were mostly asking for desktop apps, and now it's evolved to more mobile and, and web apps. And do you mean by web apps as in like software, like, uh, like SaaS products? Is that what you mean by web apps? Yes, we do. Okay. Exactly. So is that, is that been kind of the bigger, the bigger evolution in like the client's needs that they're coming to you for? That's true. So early on, I mean, it was similar to some of the trends that we saw with the web when you're talking about mobile, where companies just wanted a website because they wanted a presence. Right. And in the early days of mobile apps, it was similar. Uh, so it took a while for companies to figure out really what the benefit was to, to having an app and how uh -huh. they were going to leverage that either for their internal use or uh -huh. to communicate or provide services to uh, their customers. 
So they've grown more sophisticated, uh, which is great. Um, those are more interesting challenges to, uh, to tackle. Interesting. Okay. And do you, what do you see in the, in the near future when it comes to what your clients will, will be asking you for? Like, is it just going to be a continuation of mobile apps, you think, and web apps? Or are there other types of apps that I'm not even thinking of right now that are coming up in the near future? <laughs> probably so, uh, in, in the sense that there are probably some that we, we can't anticipate yet. Okay. But our focus for, for the near future will continue to be on web and mobile and okay. enterprise solutions. Gotcha. What I see as exciting for us in the future is that these mobile devices that uh, we've been using and apps that we've been running on them uh, are becoming more aware of their surroundings. So whether it's- The apps themselves are becoming- And, and the devices. Oh, and the so, devices, gotcha, yeah. So to be able to integrate with hardware, um, we work with a company, a Colorado company that makes indoor gardens, uh, mm -hmm. Eden, and uh, to be able to configure your garden and set the, the lighting schedule and check the water in that garden uh, is fun, something you couldn't do you know, years ago. Oh, that's right, yeah. So more like, a, a, I guess, an interactive app, right? That you can right. control things with, like a, what are those things called? Like, like when you have the home app? Right, right, your lighting yeah, or yeah. your stereo system, exactly. things like that. Yeah, uh, we integrate with wheelchairs. Uh, so having, having the phone more integrated into your physical world, I think, is is exciting and something that we're looking forward to. The, the camera, for instance, is uh, one particular piece of that phone that I think is opening up lots of possibilities with augmented reality and being able to recognize objects in your uh, surroundings visually uh, is, is gonna be neat. Yeah, that is true. I guess I didn't even think about that yet. So now you're more integrating um, software and hardware, right? Where before right. we really weren't really doing that just because of less, like, not having the technology available to us. But yeah, now you can, control everything from your phone. I mean, not everything, but a lot of things from your phone, right? I mean, you can open right. up your car from your phone right? or <laughs> yes. start your car from your phone or, that's right. um, you know, lock your, your house from your phone yep. from 10,000, you know, from a thousand miles away or whatever, right? Exactly. So See who's at your front door. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so are you seeing that to be the case also for the clients that you're working with? Um, just yes. more projects like that where it's like integration of hardware and software. We do. That's very exciting. Any, uh, any cool projects that you want to share about or... Anything that's like, this one's, a, this one's a, a really cool thing that we're working on. <laughs> we, we have lots of exciting things okay. that we're working on, but clients are usually uncomfortable with us talking gotcha. about it until okay. they're available. So Right, okay. No, have to well, come back. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. Or anything that you've worked on in the past that you can talk about, you know, feel, feel free that you thought was an exciting project. Uh, sure. I, I mentioned the, the garden was one. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe mo more vaguely, I can speak of... Uh, you know, some retail clients that we've worked with who uh, want to have better visibility into their operations out in stores uh -huh. um, to be able to gather photos and data about what's actually happening on shelves okay. uh, that sometimes corporate offices don't, don't necessarily get to see. Right. Uh, so we built some solutions around that. Um, Let's see, we've been working with <laughs> some large banks okay. to help people get the most out of their, uh, what's probably their biggest investment in their, their mortgage. Mm -hmm. And um, if you're buying a home uh, in the future, there's a, an increasing chance that you'll be using uh, one of our apps to help facilitate that process. Really? That's very, wow, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Wow. So it's not just like small one-off projects. It's like 
people are going to be seeing this out on, <laughs> right. on the internets, right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's amazing. Um, awesome. Well, just a couple more questions. Um, one, one question I'd like to ask is like, what's one tool that, that's, that you use that's critical in your business? Uh, I mean, it could be anything. It could be Trello <laughs> or it could be a project management tool or it could be, you know, a tool that you use specifically for designing software or a leadership tool, whatever you think might be, uh, is critical to your business. Oh, there's quite a few. So <laughs> you mentioned project management. That's definitely one of them. I'm sure. That's probably a big one for <laughs> development, right? Right. In, in our role as a, a developer of custom applications for other people, we often adopt the tools that our clients bring to the really? table. Really? Okay. That's so, interesting. Uh, but you have, I'm sure, an internal tool for like managing all of the projects for the clients, right? Correct. Right. Um, so we, we've used... We've used many. Okay. Uh, Monday, Jira, uh, Trello, Asana, um, uh, yes, <laughs> uh, even GitHub's uh, ticket tracking okay. capabilities. Uh, so quite a few. That's definitely critical for our organization. Uh, for me personally, uh, I really enjoy. You were talking about designing software, and uh, my iPad paired with the Apple Pencil <laughs> is available has replaced notebooks for me. Really? And it's, it's been a great, it feels really comfortable uh, as a place where I can add notes and make interface sketches and um, learn you know, through other apps as well, like uh, the books application and uh, so many of the online or uh, digital learning platforms that are available on the iPad. I, I find that when I'm not coding uh, or otherwise locked to my laptop, then my iPad's been my go-to. Yeah, but I mean, that's great because, I mean, it's something, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you, you probably used to draw things out, right, a lot on, on paper. Yes. But now you don't have to do that anymore. And have folders upon folders of those papers that were disorganized. Over 25 years, it's probably <laughs> yes. now accumulated to be quite a bit, right? It's <laughs> nice to have them all in one place and be searchable. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then the last question I usually ask is, so what is your prediction for the industry? And it could be your industry, it could be self-driving cars, it could be flying to <laughs> Mars. I mean, anything that you think is like, that, that you predict to happen in the next, I don't know, five, 10, 20, I mean, whatever, however many years. Sure. Well, uh, self-driving cars, I guess, aren't a, a forecast for the future anymore. It's happening. I mean, it's, right? it's already here, right? It's <laughs> here. So, That's exciting. but I guess more like self-driving cars for everybody. Sure. <laughs> um, I, I don't have a specific like product prediction but one thing, I think it's, it's easy to look at the app stores, for instance, Google Play and, and the app store and see that there are now millions of apps available. Yes, and, lots to sift through. Yes, and think that it's all been done. But I can tell you. It hasn't. No. <laughs> and hearing, hearing app ideas and, and web product ideas probably five times a week uh, from prospective customers, I can tell you that it's still very vibrant. And will be around for, for quite a while. Um, I'll share with you one app idea I just heard about yesterday or a couple of days ago, and maybe you can share one interesting one too. <laughs> what, is, what is something that you've heard that's like, you're like, what, this is an app? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, I can share you, uh, let's see. Again, uh, <laughs> clients may be sensitive about specific <laughs> ideas that have not yet been developed, but I can tell you, um, Let's see, for those thinking about an app idea, perhaps, uh, with the podcast, we do get a fair number of people who come to us and say, I want effectively X app 
that already exists, but I want to add this little extra thing mm -hmm. onto it. And X app is usually far more complicated than people realize. Because they don't know? understand the backside of it, right? Right. So yeah. it might be like, I, I want Lyft, but I want all of my passengers to get free pizza yeah, or something or like that. <laughs> like, okay, so adding the free pizza part, that may sound like a small deal, but before that, you have to build software <laughs> build, that they spent tens build, of millions yeah. of dollars on. Do you um, actually get those kinds of questions pretty often? We, uh, we get a fair number of those throughout really? the year, yes. <laughs> Interesting. I can see that happening. They're like, oh, this, this app is awesome, and I just want you know free pizza, but you're right. like, do you know how much it takes to build a Lyft app? Right. <laughs> or That's, how much time and energy and effort and money? That can be very eye-opening for people. <laughs> You're like, yeah, great. No, I mean, it'll cost you a few million dollars yeah. if you want to invest in like building something similar to a Lyft app. That's right. Um, What's your idea? So uh, this is not my idea, but this heard, is something sorry. that I heard. Yes. Um, so this is a, an, a dating advice app, which I was like, I wouldn't even believe that this app actually exists, but apparently it exists. It's called Charmed. And it's so apparently like I'm I'm I've been with in a, in a relationship for a long time so I'm not I don't use dating apps but apparently like if you're using some sort of tinder app like people take screenshots of their conversations with like the person they're talking to and they send it to their like friends and family to, re to like review and figure out what they should say <laughs> apparently there's an app called charm that allows you to do that I'm not sure I haven't seen the app itself but apparently it's like a a, a, a more integrated way of like you know, if I were dating someone, I would send you my screenshot of like, this is what Bob said to me. And you know, how should I respond to Bob? Sure. But apparently you can do this now in an integrated app. Yes. So that I did not think was coming, but it's, it's here. <laughs> <laughs> I too am out of the dating scene. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, it doesn't shock me. You're entirely. like, not surprised yeah, at all. That, considering no. that you talk to people and companies that are like, I want to build Lyft, but three people. <laughs> right. Well, and, and that trend that you uh, just described as well, I think is common, especially for younger generations where I, they're, they're yeah. happy to outsource uh, a lot of things, you know, opinions about whether it be boyfriends or girlfriends or what to wear or what kind of car to buy. That, but I guess that like, sort of collaborative effort is I, kind of growing. I understand that part, but like having an app for every single thing, like then you're just switching from <laughs> app to, so you're switching from Tinder to Charm to like the next step to the next, so you're just like going right. on your phone and switching from app to app to app. Maybe that's what the new generation is doing. Well, you know, that that's another interesting uh, maybe tip that I could share is that the, the, if there's another trend that people see, it's trying to combine things that are currently separated. But the traditional wisdom, and I think still makes sense, is to build a focused solution. So it's not to try to recognize that over the course of a day, somebody is going to use 10 apps. So why don't we just create one app that incorporates those 10 right. things? Uh, I think that is destined for, for failure. So trying to focus, although as you know, silly as, or niche as it may sound, um, the, the app that you described, that's probably a better way to go than to, to try and combine uh, Tinder combine. and yes. Charmed. <laughs> yes. But I mean, I guess I can see that that being kind of more challenging because of Tinder already exists and it's a very large app. So like trying to build a new Tinder might, you know, be of course time costly. And I mean, all of that jazz kind of yeah. like what you're talking about. Creating a lift with free pizza. Um, exactly. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure you hear all of these app ideas like 10, you know, five times a week, like you said, and all of these different things that you're like, 
not sure if that's possible. I guess it's possible, but not sure if you can market it. <laughs> right. Um, well, and think of some of the apps that, um, and websites for that matter too, but some of the solutions that have come out in the last 10 years had someone come to our conference room and describe Airbnb to me and said that you're going to pay the couch surf. <laughs> I may have thought that that was a little out there as well, but, um, but now Airbnb is a multi-billion dollar company. <laughs> exactly. So we're, we're not necessarily in the position to, uh, to judge or evaluate right. ideas. We're, we're there to help people, um, make decisions, inform decisions themselves about whether or not they want to move forward with a, a business idea. But, uh, we definitely get some, uh, creative things that may may surprise you. <laughs> well, I guess that's true. There is a lot of creativity um, here, and a lot of people are thinking about you know new things that I guess some of us don't even like like this Charmed app that a lot of people won't even think that it, like I didn't even think that even existed like or had the possibility to exist, <laughs> but I guess that it already exists. You know. So awesome. Well, any uh, anything you want to add before we wrap up? Um, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank it's you been for having very me. Very exciting and learning about what um, Inspiring Apps is all up to. So um, thanks, Brad Weber, Inspiring Apps, and we look forward to having you next time on the show. Great. Thanks, Gene.